Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. Today, we have Pastor Nate and Pastor Colin with us. Hello, guys. Hey, what's there. going on? Good to be together. I hope you guys are doing good. Hope the church is doing good. Yeah. Sorry, we are not in person, but we are doing Zoom. But yeah, it does the not... internet, the internet's good enough for today for us to look <laughs> at each other, which doesn't always happen. So sometimes when we record on Zoom, we we have to shut off our videos. But at least at this point, yeah, You're solid. You guys are looking like uh, looking like you. I mean, looking like you've been practicing hygiene. So that's a great. That's a great thing. Perfect. What a way to start. Uh, That's good. Yeah. How's how's how was Sunday for you guys? It was um, it was a great Sunday, right? Sharing Tracy's testimony mm-hmm. was so special. It was cool because that fuse. There was someone at fuse who wasn't there that morning, and uh, so I'm like, oh yeah, today we shared this testimony of. This lady at the church, she was to get a heart transplant and God healed her. We got to share that with everybody. And this is her husband. (laughs) Uh. And and so he got to, he got to share it from his perspective. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of different people. And yeah, it was so amazing. What a miracle. What a miracle. Yeah, when you announced who it was, um, Plymouth got loud. Like everyone was cheering. Like everything new when you had to stand up. It was like we cheered, and then we were all like, "Wait, wait, what is he saying next?" And then we had to wait. And then we cheered again, and then we waited, and then we did a huge cheer at the end. It was it was a lot of fun, and I definitely am glad that. And in that moment, I looked back at Tracy, and she like was like over overwhelmed with love, and it was like. It was great to to show her that. So, yeah. Well, you might not have good enough internet, Colin, to leave your video on because <laughs> you were glitching there. <laughs> I was about to say. All right, bye, Colin. It's great to uh, great to hear you. Um, I tried. Wonderful senior picture there you've got as your Zoom profile. I assume that's a picture. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of. Um, <laughs> But we got what you said, but it was glitching there. So, yeah, man, that that's so great. She, yeah, she's obviously at your location. Um, I didn't say that on the video. I guess it doesn't really matter, but just we, you know, wanted to protect her a little bit because at um at James River Church earlier this year, they had a miracle that they shared with the church, and they got a lot of negative press from it. Yeah. Um. It, which is crazy. So at their location, yeah, someone's toes grew back in the prayer line. Wow. And so the people praying for it saw it. Obviously, the lady that got healed saw it, and they shared that with the church. And, and then all the skeptics come out, oh, yeah, sure, really. Why don't you tell us who? Why don't you let us interview her? Why don't you? And so people were attacking. And um, so they... I just had that in the back of my mind as we were sharing. So 
didn't share a last name on I, on the Sunday service, didn't share a location. And um, but because just the skeptics are just yeah. want just want to trash people. And um, but yeah, we had those doctors' notes. I love so two different doctors, the doctors from Tufts, the doctors from the New England Heart and Vascular Center. Um and uh I, I loved what that one doctor said, uh, congratulations. I wish I could take credit for this, but I can't. This was the work of a higher power. Right. Unbelievable. And you did a really good job, uh, past Nate, uh, talking through it, you know, uh, as you said, like there's always that part. All right. Well, I wanted, I want to see it. You know, like, oh, well, like, prove it to me, you know, uh, or why is it not happening to me? I've been coming to the church uh, for a long time. Why it does not happen to me? And like, how can I believe? So can do you have anything to walk us through? Like, all right, like I've been praying and attending church for a while. Right. And then when I hear somebody else's miracle, which we, we we must celebrate that, right? As a believer, we must celebrate on what God is doing in people's life. But we often think through, all right, why why it's not happening to me or my life. Uh, can you walk us through that? Like if somebody is listening and, you know, and they were encouraged by what God is doing in the church, but yet in their personal life, personal walk, they're like questioning God, like, all right, you're doing it for Tracy. You're doing it for so-and-so you're doing it this and that, but why is it not happening for me? The, the first part would be if, um, if you're believing God for a miracle, for a healing that should increase your faith, inspire you, allow you to start praying again, to start believing again, to leave the results to God. I think that's really important. I think mm -hmm. if it's causing you to get bitter, there's not a healing. There's not going to be a healing coming your way. Um, we think about the scripture where the guy says, Lord, heal my unbelief, which was such an amazing prayer. His biggest need wasn't a physical healing. His biggest need was his faith to be healed. And so if you're getting bitter, one, that's something, or, or if you stopped believing, let, let's start with that first. If you stopped believing, but then you hear about Tracy's miracle, it should be, Lord, heal my unbelief. I stopped believing that you could heal me. I stopped believing that you wanted to. I stopped believing maybe that you were even real or even knew who I was. Heal my unbelief, God. And that's more important than your physical healing. But if you're bitter at God, again, I don't, I don't think there's a, um, there's a healing coming for you when you're, God, I can't believe you did it for them and not for me. Or God, why would you do it for them and not for me? I've been praying. I've been giving. I've been, I don't think there's a healing coming for you, unfortunately, because there's something polluting your heart. Uh, I've right. been trying to think while you've been talking and while I've been talking it feels to me like there's something in scripture that correlates to that, but I can't, um, I can't, I can't connect it to the back of my head. 
the only thing that's coming to my mind right now, which may not work, but it's um, Abraham and Sarah and and um, Sarah gets bitter because her maidservant has a baby. She's right, bitter. Right, right. She's bitter. Now, she did eventually have the baby because God's promise essentially was for Abraham and uh, Sarah. But also, I think there was a repentance that ultimately eventually came in Sarah's heart. But she was bitter. Okay. And can you think of another one, Stephen or Colin? Cain and Abel? Yeah, Cain was bitter. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to think of a New Testament one. That I, that it's not clicking for me. But yeah, I just think we should never be mad when God does miracles for other people, which is a challenge, right? I've experienced that in my own life. Um, you know, when, but I tried to, I tried to start flipping it. I remember in 2010, I was at, um, I was at a training event and the presenters got up and said, we're a church plant and whatever, whatever. And God gave us a building worth $2 million. And I remember instantly feeling like, oh, why won't God do that for me? And then right. realizing, okay, that's unhealthy. And then God, you know, while I'm sitting that seat, God, if you did it for them, you can do it for me. You can, yep. you did it for their church. You can do it for restoration church. And, um, uh, Cody Winkler, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, he said, man, you've got a building anointing buildings just fall in your lap. And I, and when he said that, like, I'd never thought about that before, but when he said that, I remembered back to that yeah. prayer in 2010, where I could have been like, only happens to the big church. doesn't happen in New Hampshire. Won't ever happen to me. And it never right. would have happened. But because in that moment, the Holy Spirit convicted me and corrected me, and I responded to it and instead prayed, God, if you did it there, you can do it here. Mm -hmm. Then that's that heart change is what allowed that miracle to happen. Now, again, we leave the results to God. God, right. I am your vessel. Use me for your glory and your will. I'm believing for healing. I'm believing you're going to, I'm believing it's your will, but in your timing, in your plan, according to your wisdom, according to your purposes, um, and I won't be bitter. I'm going to serve you with great joy and great gratitude and um, with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, um, that reminds me of the demon-possessed boy. I think that's what you're trying to think of. I could be wrong, but um, in Mark 9, 23 to 24 it talks about um the father's talking to jesus and he says in verse 24 it says the father instantly cried out i do believe but help me overcome my unbelief when jesus saw that the crowd on of onlookers was growing he rebuked the evil spirit and then later on it says um in verse 28 afterward when jesus was alone in the house with the disciples they asked him why couldn't we cast out the evil spirit um, Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, God's, 
divine purposes we can never forget. Like God healed her in June, knowing her two doctor's appointments were happening in September. Right. I mean, her testimony was as as much as an adrenaline shot, you you know, uh, to my faith as it was to anybody else's. Obviously, we're calling the church to 21 days of prayer, believing, believing for some big things um, and trying to prepare our hearts and, and to bring into possession through prayer what we think God has promised and destined for us. Right. Um, but yeah, I needed that. I needed that shot as much as anybody else. And um, I was preaching at Fuse on Sunday night which was the first time I preached there, I needed a, a, a shot, a, 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 a pick, not a pick-me-up, but I needed an adrenaline boost to my faith, like for my faith to grow and increase and be strengthened, believing that teenagers are going to want to give their life to Christ with some old dad up there, some old grandpa up there sharing the gospel. And... um. And so I needed it for that as well. And it's just like, God is moving. God is moving. God is mm-hmm. moving. God is moving. And it right. just lights you up to pray bold prayers to, you know, I'm sure anybody at any praying for any of their friends after service was praying with a fervency and intensity that uh, that they that that maybe they hadn't had in a long time or maybe that they've ever had. And which led into some miracles at Fuse Night. We can right. never forget the greatest miracle we'll ever see. The greatest miracle is when someone crosses from death to life. When someone mm-hmm. says, makes that decision, I am going to follow Jesus. I'm going to give him my heart and life. That's the greatest miracle we could ever see. It is greater than a heart transplant. And, and we sometimes forget that. But it is the greatest miracle we could ever see. And four teenagers came forward with the friend from youth group who invited them to come. So four teenagers who'd never been to our youth group before came with the friend who invited them and said, and said, can I have a Bible? And I said, did you give your life to Jesus tonight? With a huge smile, individually, they all said, yeah. I got to say, I am so excited for you. And then I got to hand them their, give them a Bible show them where to start reading and to help start them on their faith journey. That is another. So it was a Sunday of huge miracles. Right. And a lot of times, and a lot of times we don't, we don't consider salvation as a miracle. Right. (laughs) Sometimes we don't even think of it as a big deal at all. (laughs) I remember being a youth pastor and getting up front and saying, Seven kids gave their life to Jesus last week, and people were like, just nod their head. <laughs> like there was no clap, there's no cheer. And I said, I, and so I'm like, okay, I said that wrong. I'm like, guys, guys, seven kids gave their lives to Jesus that last week. And then it was like, you know, golf clap. And I I remember the next time that I shared about kids getting saved, I said, guys, I need you to understand what happened. Kids gave their life to Jesus. When I was five years old, 
I gave my life to Jesus and I meant it. And I've been following him every day since. These kids have been saved from hell. They've given their life to Jesus. Let's put our hands together that three kids gave their lives to Jesus. It was about the same. It was about the same. The same (laughs) response. But uh, yeah, that's when I, for like a year, every sermon, I was like, our primary earthly responsibility is to reach the lost. Our primary earthly responsibility is to reach the lost. And uh, just trying to help people but yeah why do we think that way like why do we think salvation is not a miracle or is it because like it's it commonly happens or is it because uh like it's not a physical healing happening i think because i think sometimes we're jaded we're like oh that's nice that's nice that's cute you know, we treat it like the um, the guy in prison who gives his life to Jesus. I've met Jesus in prison. They're like, oh, wow, I'm sure you have. Like, we're just jaded to it. We we don't believe it. Um, mm-hmm. I, well, I'll wait and see in a few years if it's stuck. And, oh, man, I think that's a, that's a sorry. That, I think about this old church song we used to sing that one of the lines was, don't let my love don't let my love grow cold. I'm calling out light the fire again. I think wow. our hearts are growing cold when we when we're not celebrating, when we're skeptical, when you know, cuz we could have said they you know, they they privately told me in July, "Hey, no confirmation, you know, no we're not announcing it till we get to doctor's notes, but we're pretty sure our wife might be pretty sure my wife has been healed and right. she's been different. And it was like, well, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. But we've been holding on. We could have celebrated it then, but then people would have been like, Oh yeah. How do you know for sure? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, he, he said one of the nurses when they said, how, what happened? What's, what's different? And um, they said, uh, she said, I, I went to prayer and I, I went to worship night and we prayed and God healed me. And the, and the nurse said, well, maybe the medicine started working. That was her response. And I don't know if Leland said this to her, but he said it to me. She's been taking that medicine for 15 years. It didn't all of a sudden just work. No, it was. And if it did, that would have been a miracle, right? <laughs> that yeah. God did. So... Anyway, I'm I'm obviously lit up this morning. Sorry for talking so much. I'm gonna mute myself. Why don't you guys talk? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Learning, learning through that process. Uh, Pastor Colin, has God done a miracle in your life that you can share, and how you thought through that, or it was there a time that you prayed those prayers? Oh my Lord, like I want this healing, but I don't see it. But can you walk me through that and God the healing? Yes, of course. Um, if my internet's at any point bad, just <laughs> bear with me. Um, but we, so I've been having a lot of like personally like teeth problem. So for once I got out of my parents' house, um, dental insurance was like out the door and I didn't really have the ability to take care of my teeth as well. 
Um, and so my teeth started to kind of break down and, um, Hannah and I just like started praying one day. Um, and the prayer that we were praying was God, like, would you just re-strengthen my teeth? Would you like give me, like take away all the pain that I'm feeling? And it was not my, it, it was that we were praying for healing in my mouth. Um, but God had a different way of showing that. And, um, through that, he, he's like, you know what? Like, I know you're praying for healing, but this is how I'm going to heal you. Like you probably expect this way, but this is how I'm going to show you. And, um, through that, like we got, um, I, I got a root canal done and the dentist gave me a huge discount on it. Um, like they, what would have costed like probably in total, like 3,600, I had to pay probably like just about, I don't want to say like half of that, like just a little more than half. Uh, which was huge financially because um, those procedures aren't easy and they aren't like, oh, let's just go in for one day. It's like a um, eight to 10 week process. And um, and so God through that has been healing my mouth. And since then, I think it's funny. I went back to the dentist and they're like, wow, for some reason, your teeth are like doing so much better. Like you, because you are diligent in how you take care of it and how you're like, taking care of it is you're they're seeing a, a, an effect in it. And so I think we can apply that to how we pray um, in, in a way that we know that God's going to move and we should know that God's going to move and to not stop, even if it's not working right now. Like, like you said, like it could have happened that day. We could have announced that day that something was moving with Tracy, but um, it was in God's timing that he had a different plan and he had a different way of healing. And, um, so bringing that to my situation, it grew Hannah and I's faith and, um, and how we prayed. Like now we pray very bold prayers. And, um, even after Sunday, within the last two days of our prayer, um, 21 days of prayer, we have been praying very boldly. And, um, so it's really cool to see kind of like how even that has shifted us and how, we pray and how we re, re, re surrender that. I just, um, to God. I, I thought of a couple of things. I'll see if I can remember any of them. Um, <laughs> one of them I just <laughs> thought is Tracy's husband was a modern day um, um, example of the scripture where they cut open the roof and drop their friend down through the roof to Jesus to be prayed for because yep. right. Tracy didn't want to be prayed for, uh, but yet, her husband comes running from the bathroom. You're going to get healed and, and brought her up front. I think of, um, another, uh, one of our friends who, who they're, they're not a part of our church. Um, but they've been having, they've, they wanted to have a child for a number of years. I, I think, I think over eight years they've tried to have a baby and, um, they were, you know, the husband always goes up to, for prayer. And they were visiting another church this weekend over the summer as they were on vacation. And the husband is like, when they call the prayer team up, he's like free prayer. So he goes up front by himself. Mm -hmm. And when he's waiting in line to be prayed for, he sees the person in front of him get, going up front to have their wrist prayed for. And he sees with his own eyes, the wrist snap and pop back into place. And he's like, Oh, it's on. Like his faith is like just been filled to capacity. He goes right. and says, Hey, um, God, 
I mean, uh, I pray for my, pray for me and my wife. Um, we haven't, we've been trying to have a baby. So that was this summer for the first time in their life she's carrying. And, um, wow. and so the, the wrist miracle increased his faith, but he, it was calling to what you said. He never gave up. So he was not grudgingly, angrily going up to God. He's just like, maybe this will be the time. And it was, yep. the time. but you just think about if you didn't come to worship night, if Tracy didn't come to worship night, if he didn't go out front for prayer that time, if those people didn't cut a hole in the roof, you know, it's, it's something very, very important about being and placing ourselves in those places to be in line for a miracle, to, to pray bold play, prayers, to, but to be in bold places as well uh, to, to get that miracle. The lady who fought through the crowd to touch Jesus. The, yep. now, obviously, there's people that Jesus searches out. You know, when he went to find the demoniac in that, in that cemetery, he knew he was there. He went deliberately to go find him. But then there's right. a lot of people who are, you know, Zacchaeus, who's climbing up a tree, <laughs> the, the blind guy yelling, son of David, have mercy on me. And they're like, shut up. And then, yeah. son of David, have mercy on me. And he just won't give up. And we've got to be people who never give up. Praying for salvation of our loved ones, praying for um, the ability to give to kingdom builders. Um, you know, we've got dreams in our heart. This is what I hope to give one day and praying and believing that we'll be able to do it and, and diligently giving, praying for the healing miracle, praying for the pregnancy, praying right. for the, to own the first house, praying for that, that job that you've studied and worked so hard for praying mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, for just anything, never, ever, 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 ever giving up. Yeah. You, you spoke about that a little bit, that your, your second point was God will lay flat the mountains. Yeah. Uh, yep. you know, thinking through that, you know, our faith is the number one, uh, accelerator to see the miracles. You know, uh, we all talked about all those, uh, but without faith, it's, uh, it's impossible to please God. You know, it's, it's just impossible. And, uh, yeah, the mountains might be huge, right? Maybe like 10 locations, you know, that's our prayer. God give us 10 locations, 10 locations, but seems like a, like a whole lot, but there's nothing too big for God you know we should think that way yep. hey there's nothing too big for him to do there's nothing uh, nothing too big uh, for God to do this miracle in your child uh believe that honestly not just you know say it from your mouth yeah yeah you know yeah I pray those prayer but like praying is different believing is believing in faith is different you know you can pray like not even it can be a routine right like right now when i ask Zaylin to pray she has a whole spiel that she does you know because it's every day she does that right so i'm not saying like every day father god bless you bless us bless us bless us 
you know, Father God, we pray not like the everyday prayer, but like take time and reset yourself and say, God, like I believe, I honestly believe that I'm going to have this healing from you. God, I um, I believe that, God, you're going to lay it flat for me. All the mountains, all the impossibles, we're going to, uh, you're going to do it. And of course, we got to, uh, we got to have patience in his timing as well. I think that's what the frustration process is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to, I want to talk through one that our family's going through and uh, we're, we're in it. Michelle and I were sitting on the, sitting on the couch last night, stayed up late talking, crying, honestly. Um, for one of our kids and it, it was funny when it first happened, but Benton, you know, Michelle's kind of spacey. I'm kind of spacey. Like I'm a daydreamer. I, I remember being in college and I'd be writing notes and it'd be like point number three. And then I'd have, I'd be waiting for point number four. And then I'd hear the teacher say, and point number eight. And I'm like, where have I been for the last 10 minutes? But I was like in la la land. So when Benton was little, our youngest, he'd space out all the time. And we used to think it was funny. It was just, it was kind of cute. And I would always sing a little song, ground control to major Benton. And let's just wait for him to like, and we just thought he was daydreaming or whatever. Well, then we we discovered those are actually seizures every single time and we felt bad and we started them four years now we've been trying to get his medication done and people have been praying for him and benton's been praying for himself and his brothers have been praying for him and he he goes up at every altar call at every worship and he goes when we're at national youth convention he you know or, or general council we're in a room of a general council of who knows 10,000 people and Benton and his, and his brother or Benton will, and his, and, and Michelle, or sometimes probably Benton himself meanders his way all the way up front, finds a pastor, finds someone and says, I have seizures where you pray that they go away. And there's been a few times that we thought he was healed. I remember it was at kids camp this summer. He he prayed and for two weeks, Michelle and I didn't didn't see a visible seizure. Um, but right now they're the worst they've ever been. They are the longest they've ever been. He had an EEG last week. And in a, I forget, but in a 20 minute test, I mean, it was like one, 30 second seizure after another 30 second seizure. He had one 40 second seizure. And if they get to a minute, they become very, very dangerous. And he's never had them that long. And here we are praying. Benton's praying. Benton's getting very discouraged. It's making him very difficult to do anything at school because he's in the middle of, um, because he, he's having a seizure. Right. Every you, you know, every couple of minutes, he's having another seizure. So he always has, he has no idea what he's, what he's doing, where he's at, trying to figure it out and where. Um, honestly, Michelle and I are brokenhearted about this. 
um, for our kid. And so we're in the middle of, uh, man, we're not bitter that Tracy was healed. We are pumped. Yeah. Yeah. And our, our son's brokenhearted sometimes, but we, man, we just keep praying, buddy. We just keep praying. We just keep praying. God's going to heal you. It's going to go away. God's going to heal you. And his brothers keep praying for him and going to the altar and getting friends around. And that's what we're in. We're, we're in it too. And it's looking worse before it's getting better. But persevere, persevere. And so I'm preaching to myself and to my wife right now. Persevere. God's in but control. it shows us, also shows us, hey, you know, everyone goes through this, right? Even if you're a pastor, even if you're a believer, uh, even if you are uh, a leader in the organization, you know, like everyone goes through this. And uh, God is faithful to bring that, you know, faith. He's faithful to bring that miracle in his timing. As he said, yeah. the testing of the faith, sometimes God tests us. Hey, will we will we betray? Or will we be bitter? Or will we be, you know, praising God even the storm comes? You know, knowing that he is in control, having the peace, all right, God, you know, you got this. You got this. I remember when uh, Yefa was almost dead. She turned blue. She had COVID. She was born with it. Man, uh, you know, like, I was like, Lord, like, I remember calling you, Pastor Nate, in that parking lot, crying. Uh, but it was his timing. And that taught us how to how to pray different differently you know how to pray boldly how to how to understand each other and walk walk that storm together as a couple you know so sometimes he teaches us with the hardest hardest stuff it's yeah. when that you know all right we got to we got to push through knowing that he is holding our hands yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pastor Nate, you mentioned um as you're talking through Isaiah 45 yesterday, um, in the verse where it says, I will go before you, um, as you mentioned, where God will makes that way before us and He He'll go before us. And in those um times where we're um down and we're trying to stay positive and we're trying to push through that the rest of that verse says, and level the exalted places, I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars. Like the, the amount of sheer power that God has when he walks forward and he crushes and levels the ground for us, like in those times where the prayers of healing and um, knowing that he's going to make a way, like those times are tough, but we know that God has such a power behind him and behind the way that he does things that um when when we say yes and when we make ourselves available um that power will come through and he'll heal um like no like we've ever seen before and that will boost our faith to bring someone with us right and so um that's just like that's just kind of what i got from those scriptures that like 
it takes a lot of power to destroy mountains. Like you yeah. think like a single stick of dynamite can do something, but can just completely wipe it out. And the able to be so. Yes. <laughs> you broke up a little bit there, the last three words, but, but we got it. Um, thank you for sharing that. That's a great, that's a great insight. And yeah, you know, to God be the glory. And that's, that, that's the goal of, that's the goal of it. What we do as a church, what we do it in our lives, in our businesses, in our families, healings in our bodies is for God to be the glory. And I think Let's begin, uh, let's get in the practice of sharing testimonies. Sometimes Testimony Tuesday on our We Are Restoration Facebook group, it is a wasteland. And so sometimes I, honestly, sometimes I just forget because Tuesdays tend to be my most absent-minded days. Like we do a lot of trainings on Tuesdays. Uh, It's like slammed with work, uh, catch-up work and trying to get things done. So Sometimes it's on Wednesday and I'm like, I got to do testimony Tuesday. I'm like, oh wait, it's Wednesday. I missed it. Um, But sometimes it's amazing. People are posting and posting and posting. Other times I'll post and it's like, no one posts anything. The next week, no one posts anything. And I, I stopped doing it for about three or four months because the last few times I was posting it, no one was putting anything. And I'm like, you can't, you can't tell me God's not moving. Right. <laughs> so I think we're not giving them the glory for it. And if we have either we're not giving them the glory for it. So we're taking the credit or we don't care or we think we're entitled to it or right. we are so unaware. We're not even tuned into God at all to know the miracles that he's doing. And I've always been one to give God the credit, even if it wasn't him, even if he didn't do it. Like, I remember it was so stupid, but one year, like 2017, maybe 2015 or 16, the oil prices were really high like they are right now. And we had a really mild winter. And so I'm like, you know, hey, our heating bill for our family was like half of what we thought it was going to be because we tithe. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Um, You know, when my tires last long, when I find a good deal, when someone gives me something, when, um, oh, trying to think of a recent example, but I'll tell my kids, I'm like, guys, it's because we tithe. God did it because we tithe. Um, And I'm going to give him... I would give him all the credit. And and if I get up there and like, hey, man, I really appreciate you telling everybody that I did this awesome thing. But it, but it actually wasn't me. I just wanted to make you aware. I'm like, oh, OK, well. Did I do the wrong thing by God, by telling people? Well, no, actually, because it did lead to people getting saved. Right. Or, you know, I want to over glorify God because. Yeah. I, I think about that old church song that I heard someone sing when I was on a missions trip when I was 16 years old. So we did a mission trip to New York City and this one church, she was singing a praise song. God, you woke me up this morning and started me on my way. And it was a whole praise song about my eyes open and I'm breathing. 
I've got nothing to praise God about. Everything's going crappy. Your eyes are open and you're breathing. So get that old church song and sing it. You woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. Like we've got things to praise God about. We've Mm. got things to praise God about. And uh, more is coming. More is coming. Amen. More is coming. And so for all the listeners, if you're part of We Are Restoration page, Today is Testimony Tuesday time. Yeah. So post in there what God is doing in your in your life. Maybe maybe your family, your cousins, whoever that may look like. Let us know. Let us know because as Pastor Nate said, we want to celebrate with you. We don't want to hide it. We don't want to make God look bad like he's not doing anything. <laughs> right? So... uh Let's let's be faithful in that, right? Let's be faithful in sharing what God is doing in our lives in the church. Uh, let's celebrate what God is doing because He's not done. He's continuing His works in and through us, through our church. Uh, so let's do it. Let's be faithful, and let's the the. I thought about like we, you know, we talked about it earlier. We put ourselves in the place for the miracle. And, you know, Michelle and I have seen a lot of financial miracles, a lot, a lot, a lot for the church. You know, I remember when we signed the lease, the original rental lease on the Dover building in 2012, we were broke. Um, and they were asking over our five-year lease, they were asking for a million dollars more over five years than we, than we negotiated for. So it was a million, the first million dollar miracle. We got a thousand, a million dollars off the price to rent this building. And, but, and then a bunch of, a bunch of personal financial miracles. But again, it's because we tie, it's like we are obeying God in this area so we can rest in the promise. Um, another one that I thought, so if you're not tithing, then, then, then the enemy has got a right to your finances, but, um, and and you're praying for God to do a financial miracle. It starts, starts with that step of faith. Um, the husband saying to his wife running out of the bathroom, our financial miracle is coming. We're going up front to give, right? It's that same mentality that Tracy's husband has. Um, I think about this one which is I preach about it I, I try to p- preach about it pretty often but first Peter 3 7 husbands give honor to your wives scroll down a little bit treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered and you're asking God to bless your business you're asking God to help your health and you're mistreating your wife guess what the prayer is not going to be answered it says right here you don't treat your wife right God's not going to do anything for you. He cares about how you t- treat his daughter. And just think about think about that one. Like that's got to be correct. That's got to correct us. Correct yeah. a lot of people. Um you you know and so many more, right? I those are just the two that I thought of off the top of my head. There's there's an obedience required before there's a before God's going to do the miracle. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Is it our time? 
Sure. Let's get out of here. I got you got stuff to do. <laughs> well, nothing better than this. I like hanging with you guys, and I and I love the opportunity to talk through these things. Um, with... do you guys have any books or podcast yeah. recommendation? Yeah, I got one. It's from Greg Groeschel. Craig, sorry, Craig Groeschel. It's called Dangerous Prayers. Mm, yeah, that one's really well read, um, written, and um, it talks through. Obviously, the title says it all, but how we can pray through and deal with those dangerous prayers, and it, it's it's a lot of bold prayers that we're going to be praying through. Um, I know in the next tw- what nineteen days, so that book is really good. You can easily get it on like Kindle or listen to it on Audible. And I think there's like a uh, you version Bible mm-hmm. plan, devotional plan for that as well. Yeah, that's free. Um, Scott Wilson wrote a book titled P three, the letter P, the number three, um, talking and, and teaching about the scripture, pray in the spirit with understanding and in agreement. So he writes a book on that. So um, that would, which again was another old church song. We used to sing, pray in the spirit and with understanding. Oh, magnify the Lord. Anyway, it's funny the songs we used to sing. Um, but anyway, that book's written on that scripture, which is another great prayer book. Awesome. I think, I think that's it. All right, guys. Peace.